we would just shift the focus a little bit and and do a segment called are you ready drum yes. roll please <laughs> show us your back <laughs> everyone, Pete Techman Coman here for another amazing, exciting, fantastic episode of The Tech Effect. And as always, my friend, my good colleague, the other guy, Mr. Mark the Bearded Tech Skiing. Oh, that's going to go on forever, I think. Uh, <laughs> G'day, Pete. How are you, mate? I'm doing fantastic. Yeah, I'm excited today. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for today's show. I'm excited for, you know, uh, a little bit of the economy starting to feel like it's going to turn. I'm excited that uh, AV's got, oh, he's got plenty going on. Um, just, I'm just, I'm just excited. I'm excited. That's for good. Yeah. It sounded so, like, uh, what was his name? The Big Kev? Big Kev. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, he died. So don't say that. Yes. <laughs> Or you could take the mantle. You could you could take it and run with it now. Oh yeah, well, oh, I've got I've got a bit of work to do. I'm getting there pretty quick though. Move the, move the camera a little bit. I've got to. I might be getting there faster than anyone realizes. Big, anyway. big Kev, big Kev from the Gold Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a big Kev that used to work for me. Actually, he was. Yeah. He hated being called Big Kev because <laughs> he was a big he was a big fella. Uh, anyway, Kev, if you're watching, yeah. <laughs> shout out to Big Kev. Shout out to Big Kev and all the other Big Kevs out there. Anyway, Pete, we have got a pretty exciting show today. We have, we have. We have. Yeah, so I don't know. We're if doing you're something a little bit different today. Well, yeah, we are, and I was about to say I don't know if you remember. In fact, I did say that. Of course, you remember. You were there. I hope <laughs> you remember. Um, almost, just over what twelve months yeah. ago. Correct. That was 12 months ago. Yeah, we did a, we were in uh, the last, uh, possibly the last trade show in the AV industry that has been held yes. uh, in, in, in person uh, at, in Amsterdam. And yeah, that was my first ISE. You, ISE, you were, Integrated Systems Europe. You were the, uh, you know, you the old, the old hat, you knew where everything was. I was continuously getting lost. <laughs> getting lost in the maze of, of the rye. 17 rooms or something. Whatever, <laughs> how many rooms were there? But one of the things we did, if if you real recall, is um, we did a we did a couple of segments called "Show Us Show Your, us your rig. rig," right? And that was all about uh, our our video rigs that we use for the show and and uh, no nothing else. No, it, it was G rated content, right? Yep, yep. And and look, we are a G ish rated ish. show. <laughs> yeah, kind of pretty loose. Um, <laughs> it depends on on who we're interviewing at the time and the, and the one liners that you come out with, Pete. But um, I think if you look at go back to the Epson one, it's probably M rated. <laughs> yeah. But but anyway, so today, what we thought we, we thought we'd do something a little bit different. You, you're you're a, you're a consultant, uh, and um, you have and and you're you're, a, you're an installer. And I'm an installer. Oh, you're a contractor. You're. I'm just a bloody good talker. Okay. There's, you're there's, a good talker. Nothing else about me. To, <laughs> but you're a consultant. You have plenty of uh, opinions around this. And look, you've got plenty of opinions around most things. It's just quite. Um, <laughs> that's what I love about you. What I love about you actually is you don't you don't hate 
anyone for having an opinion that's opposing. So that's one of the things I love about you, Pete. Um, Appreciate it. Anyway, let's let that's all gooey and stuff. Anyway, look, uh, and and we're in, we're a, we're an integration company, and ultimately one of our things that we've been really working on is uh, is rack building mm-hmm. and, and lifting that quality, right? Because yes, I think, and you you may agree, there's a fair chance you'll disagree. <laughs> I think it's a it's a really good measure of quality of work. It's a, it's a, mm-hmm. it's something you can easily lay your eyes on and go, nice job. Yes. Uh, and, uh, cause yeah, you, you can look at all the cable where you can't, unless you're lifting the roof, which I know you do as a consultant. But <laughs> get up there. You get, get up there. Didn't, didn't tie it up, mate. No, no catenary wires. Yeah, um, <laughs> says you've got to use catenary wires and you must use this cable. Pull it all out. Start again. Exactly. Uh, I hate to be working for you. I reckon. Um, <laughs> No more dodginess. Uh, anyway, so it's a it's a it's a very good measure of your quality of work, and yep. uh, when you start to look at like um, a good one, you really start to look at critique your own and go, yep. okay, what are we doing? How do we do it better? And all that sort of stuff. So today, Pete, instead of show us your rig, your rack. Oh, your your rack, your we rig. Thought, yes, we would just shift the focus a little bit, and and do a segment called. Are you ready? Drum yes. roll, please. Show us your, your rack. rack. <laughs> All right, show us your rack. Hashtag um, show us ya ya rack. Yeah. Is that the TE in front of that or are you just doing show? No, no, I think just hashtag show hashtag us ya rack. Y-A, yeah. Show, That's S-H-O-U-S-Y-A-R-A-C-K. In true Australian slang. Exactly. Show us ya rack. Ya rack. Okay. Yep. But also, Pete, while we're just, just we're, we're prefacing that, uh, you know, at the, for the end, we're, we're getting yes. people warmed up that this is a hashtag and we're going to maybe do something with this. We also thought, there's not a great deal of training around uh, rack building. And I think actually I'm getting more words in than I do most tech effects, right? Because <laughs> I'm just going to keep talking before you interrupt me. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, what we, so look, there's a severe lack of training in rack building. Uh, yep. I, I, you know, and for something that's so important uh, apart from, you know, quality of work, it's, there's so many other reasons. But uh, we thought we have, we've put together, we're not going to put a number on it, we decided, but we're, we, we've got <laughs> our, Mark and Pete's, <clears throat> mostly Pete's, um, top tips for rack building. Mm-hmm. So, the do's and the don'ts. The do's and the don'ts, yeah. Mm. And, uh, and if, if you do this now, don't do it and do this instead type stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So, so Otherwise, Pete will defect you. Pete will defect you and you'll yes. be uh, taking that rack out and building it again yeah. in your shed uh, where Pete can't see and then um, cover it in cellophane or something like that. So you can't, you can't ever see it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Pete, would you like to start us off? Seems well, I've, I'm, 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 I need to get a drink of water. Off stuff. Yeah, you need a bit of a Sorry, break. Talking about a voice. You've been on, you're on fire today. I'm on fire. Anyway. Look, talk- my... My number one pet hate, and anyone who 
even remotely follows any of my posts or comments on, on LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram or any of these platforms will know that my number one pet hate is cable ties or in the US zip ties. Zip ties yeah. Oh my God. It does my head in. And why, I, I comment, why, Pete? why? Well, well, first of all, I, I must say that the amount of flack that I get, on social media is actually quite hilarious where these people <laughs> post these racks and they look, Oh, look at my rack. And it's amazing. And I say, yeah, mate, pity about the 400 cable ties on there. Like, you know, <laughs> like this. And, and, then, know, and there's like, ah, yeah, that's right. It just, it sets them right off. <laughs> yeah. Now, look, th th there's a, a couple of reasons why uh, we don't allow, we actually have like, it's, it's a number one um, note on our drawings zero cable ties actually you know what i do i when when we um, meet with the contractors for the first time we're starting up a new project with them i tell them i said look i'm i'm, I'm being serious here i charge ten dollars a cable tie that i that i cut off ten bucks and i I'll collect them i'll build it up i'm awesome. okay you want to use them that's fine i will cut them off and i will charge and you'll do it again anyway and you'll yep. give me ten bucks per cable tie oh lovely lovely yeah so why what's what's the issue What's, okay. what's what's it do? What's the problem? Okay. A couple of things. So first of all, when you're talking about twisted pair cabling, now when we're using when we're trying to push 4K and, and, and these and and greater, and we're trying to push these high bandwidth signals across twisted pair cable, the cable itself has to be so precise. So you, the, the the manufacturing process has to be very very precise. The cable is round for a reason. The pairs twist around the they twist around each other plus the the pair like you know yeah, the, the pairs twist around the others so yep. all that is very very precise it has to be terminated correctly and when we when we're pushing high band bandwidth content on there there's less room for error so yeah. when you put a zip tie or a cable tie on it and you over tighten it you know and i hear this this excuse from contractors going oh but i don't do it up that tight and you're going okay well, what's too tight? What is that pressure? How do you measure that? Like, it's just, it's bullshit, right? So we, we don't allow it. And, but someone could come along and tighten it afterwards, right? You can't loosen the suckers, you, you could, but you could always tighten it. So, so suddenly you're relying on someone's precision or estimation of how tight something should be. Yeah. Okay. So, and what happens is that when you do them up too tight, you alter the structural integrity of the cable. You start to crush the cable. And when you start to do that, then you have problems with the signal flow. Yep. And once again, you put the higher the bandwidth of the content, the more issue that becomes. If you're just pushing 1080 across it, probably not gonna make any difference. So, yep. so that's, that's one thing. Yeah. The second thing is what happens is that when they cut it, quite often they just cut it with, you know, like some side cuddles or something, yep. right? Next thing you know, you stick your arm in there and you've got scratches all over your arm, you're bleeding, you know, like, and so, so it's actually quite dangerous uh, for someone who's trying to service it. And thirdly, from a serviceability point of view, I come along, I need to, something's wrong. I need to change a cable or whatever. Next thing I've got 400 uh, zip ties or cable ties I've got to deal with. I've got no cutters. I'm then looking around for something else. I find a pair of scissors. I'm trying to cut it. And I can't service it. It cuts down on the serviceability. Yeah. Instead, you should be using yeah. Velcro. Especially if you right. want, to, want to change a cable out, right? Um, six months down the track, 12 months down the track, you want to change a little bit of the setup. Instead of yep. 
yeah, if you've got all these cables loomed in and they're cable tied, you've got to cart them all and then you've got to, you know, whereas if you've got what you say as the option is Velcro, you can just pop it in and, uh, and away you go. And exactly. And so if you've got a, like a bundle of cables and I'm trying to get to one cable, I can undo one Velcro strap, identify the cable. I can pull it out. I put the Velcro strap back on. I go down to the next one, right? Do the same thing. Boom. And I undo it, pull the cable out and then do it back up. It's so easy. It's so yeah. quick, easy. I'm not cutting myself and, and you don't need to, whether it's zip tie, I mean, you shouldn't be using zip ties anyway, but you don't need Velcro every, every 50 mil either, right? Yeah. Do it so the cable is contained and it's, it's neat and it's tidy and it's supported. That's yeah. all you need. Yep. Yep. 100%. 100%. Well, that probably leads us on to something that doesn't it? it leads us on to one of the reasons that you already mentioned was serviceability. Yep. You know, my, my, one, of, one of the things I, we sort of we're working on is make sure it's serviceable, make sure you can get to it. And one of the things I've seen a lot of is, you know, lacing bars are great and they're great mm -hmm. for cable management and pathways sure. and things like that. But people can sometimes get a bit carried away. And <laughs> so, you know, you've got a lacing bar every say every are you every are you right <laughs> yeah you know, and and i've got reasonably big size hands to just to get your hand through to get to the equipment you just can't even get to it right so you've yeah. got to be able to like for serviceability you need to be able to get to the past the the lacing bars and the cable ties yeah the cable um paths i should say not cable ties uh and and get to the equipment like yes you've got to be able to you've got to be able to get to it yeah. Correct. And, and I think, and the other part is, is one of, that you raised with me is the actual placing of the equipment for serviceability. Yeah. You know, so many times you see, um, I don't know, probably a, a great example might be a, a microphone receiver, a wireless yes. mic receiver. The depth is that might, might only be 250 mil, right? Mm -hmm. Or uh, 10 inches in American speak. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, I'm a gardener by trade, 250 yeah. mil is... <laughs> <laughs> 10 inches. I know, I know that one. Yes. Uh, um, so Jim's if you've mowing. got Jim's mowing, that's right. Yeah, look, look at this. <laughs> where is, where is Jim's mowing? I, I could probably that bill. Jim's mowing. Yeah. Um, so, so a mic receiver that's below, I don't know. Uh, um, I don't know. Call it a DSP. That's, you know, 450 or 500 deep. Right. And it's right in underneath it. And you go, where the hell, how do I get yep. to that thing? You know, yep. um, all, all the small equipment at the top, all the big equipment at the bottom. So basically as, as it goes up, the equipment should get smaller to allow you to get access to those small devices. Like you said, I mean, I've seen it many a times where they put these small little boxes on a shelf and they're, and they're uh, wedged in between two deeper devices and you're trying to get to it. You can't see what's going on um, and you can't reach it. You can't unplug the cables. You can't see labels. You know, it, it's, it's yeah. a nightmare. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And I'm from a, a, like picking up on the uh, bigger stuff at the bottom, moving into the small stuff. There's a weight perspective as well, right? Correct. So, you know, you stick all the heavy stuff at the top. It becomes very top heavy and, and very dangerous, uh, potentially when you're moving it around, if you have to pull it out yep. or whatever. And, um, Certainly, uh, amps at the top, douche falls straight over, sort of thing. So, yep. someone ends up with a with a big dent in their head and have to wear a hat for the rest of their life. Um, exactly, we can't have that. Safety have first. That. <laughs> Hashtag safety. safety first. Safety first. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of that, you picked up the the next one was uh, what? 
What about labeling, Pete? What are your thoughts? Oh, my God. Oh, you know, this goes, so for those who don't know, my background is as an installer, right? And a programmer um, of AV, of telecommunications, of security. I thought, were, I thought you were just a consultant that had just lived his life in theory. <laughs> is that, you've, actually, you've actually walked the walk, have you? I, mate, I, I've I even got a tool belt. What you still got one? Yeah, I've still got my tools. Of course, I got my tools. Yeah. Have you got? Have you got any? Did you take any? Um, any of the uh, left-handed screwdrivers over to America that we have? No, already? mate. Mate, I no, I, I did. The only thing I brought over was was two bags of my cricket bat, and I and it is a left-handed cricket bat because I, I am left-handed. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, you yeah. need a left-handed cricket bat. Yeah. That's, that's exactly. Special. Especially yeah. in the US, right? I mean, New York, you need a cricket bat, to, really, to fight people off more than anything, yeah. just to protect yourself. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know how many uh, how many like with cricket you've got to have someone on the other end bowling to you. So how's that exactly? Going? Exactly. <laughs> anyway, we we, we anyway, digress. We, yeah, digress. we do digress a little bit, but anyway, labeling. No, but but yeah. So so labeling. So um, I used to work on one of the things I did with telecommunications was working on PABX systems and telephony, and you know, you would have a, a record book. So you'd have incoming lines coming in and someone, you know, like Telstra or whoever, Optus, whoever's the carriers, they turn around and they write down, you know, the incoming lines and where they're punched down. And so you know exactly what's going on. And then someone comes along and then punches that across to get the lines going to a particular floor. So you have to put all this information in of where the jumpers go, because if you're just looking at it, you just can't tell. You, you would have to investigate it and put it f set on it and tone it out and do all that kind of crap yeah. but what would happen is that people then wouldn't fill in the record book so you'd have no you'd turn up be a brand new job it's all patched and everything and there's nothing in the record book right so it's the same kind of thing labeling so if we take that same example over into a, a rack what we see a lot of the time is that people run cables in whether they're patch cables or whatever and there's no labels on it and then maybe one's disconnected and you're looking at it going, where's this supposed to plug in? Or you're doing some maintenance on it. And it's crazy, right? You know, so, or it's patched, it's patched over to another rack or it's going to a network switch or it's going to so label the cables and giving them, give them a meaningful name. So you know what's going on, not just one, two, three, four. I mean, I mean, that's better than nothing, but like yeah. have some, you know, some sort of reference. Yeah. Yeah. So Picking up on that, are you, are you recommending leaving any sort of documentation, laminated documentation in a rack, like for a cable management, like you might have your cable schedule as built or something or any of that sort of stuff? Yeah, and I know that, um, that's always, the more information, the more documentation you can have on site, the better. So we always, um, we always ask the contractors to have plans, have information, like as built information. So anyone, so it's not, see, this is the problem. It was the same problem back in the, you know, the, the telecom days where people just worry about themselves. They come in, they do their job, they get it working, and then they, they, they piss the off somewhere. Yep. It's the next guy that comes along that has the problem. Yep. So, we, so you might understand it as an installer and it might all be working, but then someone else might have to come in and service it. So that's who you need to provide the documentation for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all about um, doing the right thing in that space. But you, you come in and... You're like, oh, thanks, mate. He left. He's he's got all this labelling, and I don't have to spend the next three hours trying to work out where 
the cat cable is for HDM for this receiver that feeds HDMI one or something along those lines. You know, you, you, but especially when you're talking, you're talking about bigger projects. Quite often, you have got multiple racks, and there's cabling, there's interconnects between the racks. So it's suddenly you're like you're at the back of the rack, and then you're trying to work out where this cable goes. And quite often, it might go to the front of the rack of you know four racks down in one of the switches. Just label it. Just take the time to label it. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things that's so critically important. I think, I, I think one of the things that happens when you're talking about labeling is uh, you have your install crew, they come in and throw cabling in and then often in commissioning, it just gets plugged. Let's just get it commissioned and up, up yep. and working. Then we'll go back and tidy the rack yep. and we'll label the stuff up. The go back never happens. By that time yep. you're getting squeezed on labor Mm -hmm. um typically because av is normally one of the last in there because you're commissioning and got Correct. panels on the wall yep. and mm -hmm. coming back never happens yeah do it, it just, properly the first time yeah so rough it in get it in there get it all loomed in label as you go click and if, yep. if you've terminated and everything else then commissioning should be easier anyway right yeah done it all properly if you're just exactly. burning time by coming actually coming back and pulling it all apart and then doing it yeah. all again. Like but once again, this is where Velcro comes in as well, right? Like mm -hmm. you don't need a thousand pieces of strips of Velcro to hold all these cables in just enough to support it, just enough to keep it tidy yep. so from a serviceability. You can add, do add moves and changes at, at any time. Yeah. Yeah. So another one is uh, bringing in one, one of your, I think standards at um, PTS. Yeah. Is the, is uh, cables or handmade Twisted pair yep. cables? Yeah, yeah. So field terminated cables. Well, sorry. Uh, when I say field terminated cables, I'm talking about twisted pair cables. So cables that we would, whether we're using it for data or HD base T or whatever, it's still at the end of the day, it's the same cable and all ca cabling standards should be applied and maintained regardless of the application. Like yep. I, I have this. Just this, because it's HD base T doesn't mean you can get away with no, that. No, no. No, regardless of what you're using it for, the cabling standards and principles, uh, best practice, all of those things should still apply, right? Because you know what? Today, you might be using it for HD base T. Tomorrow, it might be a security camera, right? Uh, or it might be a PC, or it might be a wireless access point. It might be, who knows, right? Yeah. The whole idea of structured cabling is to have it, have it working across applications. Yeah. Right. You could repurpose it. So the issue there, once again, this goes back to like those zip ties or cable ties we're talking about is that when you use a crimp style connector out in the field, once again, you're changing the structural integrity of the cable, right? And you, you have then a weak point and especially when it's at the, at the equipment end. Yeah. And especially with, with something like HD base T that that's where the signal is the hottest. And then you, you have a thing called crosstalk or, or next, so near end crosstalk. So that's where the single, the, the signal is, is the strongest and you have all these cables bundled together. And yeah. if you don't have shielding or adequate protection or it's not terminated correctly, that's where a lot of your problems occur. So yeah. you have to, uh, so what we, what we mandate is factory terminated cables for, for all patch leads. We do not allow uh, we do not allow any field terminated patch leads at all. Has to be factory terminated. Once again, I just I just pull, either pull them out or, or cut them, right? So they can't use them. 
yeah. and they have to, and we specify all that. It's part of the part of the project that oh, they yeah. allow for it in your it's quote. A lot of risk, right? isn't it? A lot of bandwidth you're trying to push down those cables, and you can't, especially Why if you take the risk. It's that, it's the cheapest component in the whole yeah. project. Yeah, a factory yeah, it makes terminated it easy to patch pulp one too. Actually, if you if you can terminate to a patch and then then use um you know factory terminated patch points patch leads yeah. and stuff like that. And, and and that's in the rack and out in the field. Granted, there's some there's there's always you know sort of exceptions to the rule of how you terminate. But but uh, worst case scenario, if you need to plug directly into a device out in the field, then use a um, an approved IDC style RJ45 connector. Um, R and M make one. Simon make one. There's probably other manufacturers out there that make them. Use those or terminate it like you would for any any data but don't don't use a field terminated crimp style cable yeah or connector yeah sure 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 well i think the the you know that methodology also allows probably what's what's the other uh top tip for for rack building is cable management you know um if you terminate to uh, you know to your patch panel at, at the at the rack end you can now You've got the flexibility. Oh, hang on. That's a, uh, I don't really need two meters. I need probably only a meter and a half. So, I, you know, patch leads especially are so cheap, you know, yep. wash stuff around and just, you know, everyone's, I mean, we've got a stash of them, like three meters, two meters, one and a half. And then you can, you can loom them up nicely. And, and cable management's a, probably makes or breaks most of the rack um, yep. serviceability. Right. And so, uh, that's right don't build up the, all these cables in it you want you basically just want the cables coming in from uh, the outside or your cable management however you, you're treating it yeah coming in on lacing bars and just going straight in don't put yep. the excess behind the devices or, or attached to the lacing lacing bars and yep. we see it all the time they bunch the cables up and they squash the cables put zip ties on them and, and it's like it's stupid absolutely stupid and and especially for um twisted pair cables you have to maintain the bend radius of the cable and there's no excuses because all these manufacturers all basically make them in one foot increments right yeah. or, or actually less than like if you're doing a little patch cable, we can get like sort of half a half a foot one foot two feet three feet like you so the excuse of oh i need it the right length well, order the right length if, if yeah. that's what you need. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are in reality, there's still a lot of people building their racks off site and then wheeling them in. Is that still the yeah, case and, or is it a look, bit of both? Yeah. Look, I mean, and there's, there's definitely benefit to that. You know what I mean? Like, because you can, I can understand that, you know, you could, you could have someone in there under comfortable conditions, clean conditions as well, building a rack, getting yep. it all set up, doing all the basic. I mean, you can only do so much off site. But yep. get all those basics right, get it all sort of wired up and yep. then pack it up and send it in. Yep. The only downside to that is the risk of damage during transportation because you've got all these devices that are strapped into a rack, you've got vibrations, you need to transport it correctly. Yep. If you build it on site, well, then all your equipment comes in boxes, it's all protected. So, but then then you potentially, you're working in dirty, dusty conditions, they're cramped. So look, I... I'm okay with it being good on site. Yeah, look, we, yeah, we we try and do off site as much as we can. Um, mm. It depends on how far you're traveling to. Like, if you're only traveling five k's down the road, but if you're traveling yeah. 
300 k's down the road and down a, the, the, you know, half, halfway to Burke with, you know, the crappy dirt yeah. road. Sure, it's a different story. But, uh, and, and then you've got space if you're traveling amount of k's anyway. You've got space management because you're probably going away on a job for a week. You've got to carry all of it and, cl- and, and you can't yep. miss anything because you don't want to come back, right? Yeah. Uh, there's all that sort of stuff. But we, we certainly try and um, build as much as we can offsite. Uh, comfortable conditions. I think the, the reality is the other part of that is you haven't got the client looking over your shoulder. Um, <laughs> so, and, and, and you can walk away and you can have your lunch and you can critique yep. it and you can do it with no pressure. Yes. Yep. Uh, and I think pressure definitely you know, results in crappy workmanship mm-hmm. all across the board, right? Time mm-hmm. pressures on a job. So if you, if you can build it um, offsite, you can do it typically way before commissioning's happening. Yep. Uh, and you can have most of it built offsite and then you just roll it in. So you're doing it with no time pressure. Whereas if you're doing it on site, often you're at the end of the job and you really got someone cracking the whip going. Mate, but you can do a lot of the programming to offsite as well. You've got your rack built and you've got uh, uh, interconnectivity between devices, you know, maybe a, some sort of matrix and a DSP or whatever. You can get all that programmed up and test all that out. And so then it's only a matter of connecting in really the endpoints when you get to site. Yeah, yeah 100%. I and mean, that's one of the things uh, we've, there's a big shift that we've done and uh, we've made that. That what, what happens is like we'll get all the all our programming done, our DSP files done um, for yeah. as far as routing and all that sort of stuff goes. And then you just got some basic EQ to the spaces mm-hmm. happening. And, and what happens is it becomes an assembly job on site. You know, but for, yeah. for the most part, you're just doing an assembly and because you've had it all working. Yeah. You know it works. You know you can control it. Yeah. You know, and it, I mean, the same thing happens with the programmer. They're, they're, they're programming, trying to get something working they might not have controlled before off-site with no pressure they've got time to go and do the homework on on the on the 232 uh check sum or anything that, that sort of stuff's yeah. happening um whereas on-site there's always that pressure and that's where mistakes exactly happen. yeah exactly. so um anyway that's look another another part another tip i suppose in in my um real yeah ongoing real life <laughs> as opposed to your fake life your day job <laughs> Then <laughs> going on, and, and certainly where possible, we, we will do definitely do it off-site. One thing I've been meaning to ask you, and I think yeah. this is comes around to cable management, mm-hmm. is, ha- is and how to do this. Yeah. What is your opinion on power management, like, and not just management for, um, not like running um, UPSs and things like that. And what I'm talking mm-hmm. about is power yeah. cable management. Yeah. You know, that's one of the things you see all the time. Sparky uh, tape wrapped no, up, no. you know, and, and power packs. To, and it's one of the hardest things to deal with, I think, as well. If you know, what's your, what's yes, your advice around that? Yes and no. Um, I, 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 I understand where you're coming from. I've seen all those issues before. I think a lot of this comes back to the way that it's designed in the first place. So if it's, if if it's designed correctly, there should be no reason for it not to be implemented correctly. Right. So we have, um, we always allow multiple outlets and, and you know, higher amperage outlets above every single rack when we're designing. And then we use, we tend to use the zero RU PDUs, so the vertical PDUs. All right. Yep. And then they have like 20, 30 outlets on them. And they're, yep. they're quite big. I mean, they're kind of like five feet, six feet tall in length. So they're going pretty mm. much nearly the whole rack. 
and yeah. and we mount them in or we, we get them mounted in uh typically uh two at the back and we have two power feeds so one feed might be off a ups and the other one might be just off the standard power oh. and then what we do is we use um we we just come straight off those pdus off the outlets because they're all they're moving up the rack which is where we want them they're not horizontal yeah and then what we do is we have we use a colored cable typically a red cable uh to denote the ups yeah right and then we have a just a normal black cable to denote uh if it's just regular power yeah sure right? but we use like we we use the lacing bars so they come straight off but not they're not the same lacing bar that we're using data or uh, uh, any other cables yeah. they're they're on their own lacing bars. rules of separation yeah yeah correct yeah, right. Yeah, so that's, that's and a... and sorry, one more thing is that what we do there is that we have we order cables or we ask the contractor to order cables that are the right length. So we know that yeah, you know, that's a two foot cable or a three foot cable, and and so it's neat and tidy. So there's very very little excess. And once again, just have these cables available so you can just use the right length cable. Don't make them up on site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think there's 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 also plenty of options around there. It's just I think people get lazy and and, and time pressure on site. Yep. It, just, it, it ends up, you know, the uh, it ends up ruling all work if you if you're leaving everything to the last minute and you're not organised. So part of that's being organised, right? Make sure you get your shit together and get it do it properly. It, exactly, but if especially once again, if you're building these racks in your in your own space, so you're building them off site, there is no, no excuse to have every size patch cable in every color, well, not every color, but you know what I mean? Like in, in say standard colors to have different power cables all available. Like it, it's in your warehouse. It's in your shop. Just go and get and use yep. the right ones. Yep. Keep stock of them. And sign it out. And <laughs> Sign it out. Anyone who's running inventory, the business owner in me goes, will you sign it over to the job, please? Let's <laughs> <laughs> get some accurate costing. Why did we lose so much money on that? Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. This is, this is another pet hate. Another pet hate. Give it to me. You have a small transmitter or receiver box, right? Or some sort of converter. Oh, yes. Right. And, yes. and so it's like, it's like this big, right? Like it's a, it's a small box. You could fit three of them side by side on, on a shelf. Yeah. I wish I had. You know what happens? You know what happens? Some brainiac turns around and uses industrial Velcro on the bottom of it, so, but not only do they use industrial Velcro that you need a, 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 um, a screwdriver or something to lever it off to get the box off. They then put it over the top of the sticker that's on the bottom that tells you the serial number, the Mac address and all the other details that you want. And then if you want to get to it, when you try to peel it off the back, like that's, that's only if you manage to remove it from the shelf in the first place from the Velcro, right? Yep. Then you go to peel it to have a look at that info and you rip the whole freaking sticker off and it's it's useless to any anyone. Like you don't need that much Velcro to hold so a small box on the basically shelf. Basically what you're talking about it. You've got a, a basic receiver not much bigger than this, right? And you've yep. got someone who cuts a, a piece of Velcro <laughs> the same size as that and goes douche on the tray. And look, I get I, I get the concept of that, and we do that to to a degree because one of my pet hates is looking at the front of the rack and having stuff that might not be aligned, right? Mm -hmm. I'm marginally OCD when it comes to things being square. Sure. Um, I'm OCD enough, anyway. That, that, fools, <laughs> that fools most of the world. <laughs> so, so what do you do? You like you, we we differ a little bit. You go, 
just don't do it. Just sit it on the shelf. Yeah. You know, I, I, th I think if you get the cable management right, you could actually use the cables at like have the cables attached to the shelf or something along those lines to hold the boxes in place so yeah. they don't move. Yeah. Or if you are hell bent on using Velcro, you've only got to hold it there, <laughs> right? You, like you only need something that might be a little bit bigger than your fingernail or probably the same size as your thumbnail, right? Yep. It just sticks there, bang, it just holds it so it doesn't it. Just That's so we don't need a crowbar to get it off. Yeah, yeah. Because that, at that point, you can just lift it in there. The challenge with that, and this is, this is you know, in argument, like in favour of your argument, is that if you've got these on a shelf and you have, yeah, it's only a, uh, a standard one AU, like very basic one AU shelf, and you've got these sort of packed in. Now, yeah. if you're trying to get to it, uh, you haven't actually got that much space. You need the height. It. Yeah, you need yeah. the height to lift it off if it's Velcro. So Correct. that's something to consider. So, um, very once easy. again, serviceability. Serviceability. So it comes back to serviceability, serviceability, <laughs> serviceability. The All three these, S's. The three S's. <laughs> it's very clever. But ultimately, all of it becomes back to how serviceable you're making the rack because, yeah. you know, cable ties versus Velcro. Well, yeah, okay, there's the, there's a bandwidth management of uh, signal signal management, yeah, and bandwidth yeah. And, and whatever. The rest of it becomes serviceability. Lacing bars, the placing the equipment, uh, the, the Velcro on the bottom, the labeling, cable management. We've missed one thing. We've missed one thing. Tell when me, it, what have we missed? When we're talking about power, yes, Australian standard is to earth the racks. Earth the racks. Earth now, is that a standard, the racks. Is that a standard in America? Or yes. Now Pete's standard in America. No, it, it is, it is a standard, standard. But the funny thing <laughs> is they look at me funny when I say, have you earthed the racks? Or, and they're going, what are you talking about? They have no idea. They don't use the term earth. It's, it's grounding. Okay, sure. But yep. same thing, grounding, earthing, bonding. Yep. Yeah, but you have to, it's, it's part of the telecommunication standard that you have to earth the racks. Yep. And, and you should then also, like if you're using a shielded cable, you, you, that's even more important, right? Because you, you need to, that's a whole idea of the shield, right? Yep. You want to, you exactly. need to earth that. And then yep. you've got to, if you have a look at, especially the more expensive equipment, AV equipment or anything that goes in a rack, most of the time they've got a little little uh, screw port on the back of it so you can actually ground it no one ever does it no like that's so like you well you, you're taking that risk if you want to you yeah. know, if you want to make your equipment safe ground it yeah 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 for sure sure yeah i get it i get it i get it don't always do all of them it. i do we're, we're working on getting to uh making sure we're getting better but it's look it's not um, not for anyone to go, you know, oh, we've got to do this, go and put this in. You know, if you can, if you've got the ability to go and implement all these ideas and, and um, uh, Pete's, Pete's ideas into your business, <laughs> then, then by all means do it. But, uh, you know, in the reality is when you're trying to uh, manage people, there's change management to deal with. So uh, constant improvement probably would be the message That's around right. that. You know, just keep trying to be better. And um, look, that's that's certainly our position. We're trying to always make sure we're just getting that little bit better. I, and I think all that is an education process. And, and like you said, I, there's um, if there's some great resources out there. Uh, Bixie is a great resource when you're talking about uh, like racks and cabling in general, like Bixie.org. Uh, you've got Bixie South Pacific in Australia and New Zealand. 
Um, you know, they have, they have some great manuals, they have great content, they have great teachers, just to do it properly, right? This is, this is best practice that we're talking about. A lot of this stuff, along with standards. I mean, and a lot of these things are actually standards and, and a lot of manufacturers, especially of cables, they turn around and they'll dictate certain things to meet their warranty as well. So yeah. there's a, a, a number of factors that have to be considered. Yeah, I'm gonna pin my video here. So let's just see if I can make this happen uh, live. You said you've seen it here. Is first, that folks. is that a uh, microphone receiver up the top at and so this is the back, back of, of the, rack? the rack. Yeah, this is the back of the rack, and that's the front of the rack. Can you see my mouse? Yeah. yeah uh, move it around. I'm the right hand side is the front, and the left hand side is the back. Yeah, let's go with that. And I'm yeah. taking a photo from the side. Right. Gotcha. So, uh, so have a look. What, what are your big? What are you, let's see if I can zoom this in a little bit for you, Pete. Is is that a wall? Is that rack pushed up against a wall? Pushed up against a the wall. There, number one. Yep. Right. Okay. So how do I get to? So if I want to get to that that receiver for right. the microphone receiver, how do I how do I get to that? Well, how do I get to the front of it? The Getty Man, right? So, uh, so that's a very good point. So you can't see. And the first, I, I just think that the first thing you're going to check first thing in people do because they always leave wireless mics turned on right and so yeah. your batteries and then you want to make sure and then you go oh it's working and then hang on tap 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 which one's this one and they walk in they smash it yeah they do all the things you shouldn't do to microphones but you want to be able to walk into the receiver and go oh yeah that's this one and, and we've got good coverage right um, yeah i mean as part of that there's there'd be plenty of audio people that would look at this and go your mic antennas are in the rack yeah that's right you, you want them external yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you gonna how are you gonna maximize your coverage? And I, yeah. you know, I'm not gonna say where this was. I think <laughs> that they're in the rack is quite amazed on the space that it's actually supporting. It's a huge. How space. old is the installation? This oh, one? it's got to be only two years, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Wow. So, um, and, but but even from uh, even you need clearances from the front and the back of the rack anyway, just from a serviceability yeah. um, and also uh, standards turn around and dictate that you actually have to have clearances really from a safety point of view if you're trying to get equipment in and out so there's no clearances at the back of the rack here not a, not a great deal of serviceability in there yeah um take take the side off and and i mean the cable management in there look there's some velcro in there that's probably ticking yeah. the box is, that there. Some, is that some electrical tape on that um on that plug pack on that power plug supply pack. underneath the shelf no i think that's i think that's actually velcro when you zoom it's in velcro okay. i'm hoping it's velcro yeah i'll give the benefit of the doubt um <laughs> What else have we got in here? Oh, look at that. There's one. There's a heap of electrical tape and stuff, I think. Electrical tape. And there's yeah. a cable that looks like it's not terminated to the right yeah. of the blue cable there. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, look, on. There's, there's, whilst, you know, I know who did this job, you could point it out, yeah. but there's plenty of them out there that are like this. And, and I'm going to say that, um, you know, over the years, we've done some as well. as uh, But, you know, we're, I'm going to say continual improvement yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, hopefully that we never do that again. But is, isn't that, isn't that a reflection of it? Like, you know, like, uh, yeah. of the lowest price wins the, the project? Oh, look, it definitely is. Um, it definitely is a, a reflection of that because building racks takes time. Mm -hmm. It definitely mm -hmm. takes time. Um, and it's worth, it's worthwhile time, but it's, yeah. it does take time and, and when you're getting screwed by builders like we, we, we're quoting on a job now and it's about 1.5 million okay mm -hmm. it's a, it's a big av job yeah um and it, it's gone through the builder everything's yeah. gone through the builder um and okay that's okay but this is now the feedback is oh your price is 
you know, 5% higher than everybody else's, you know, you get, you're going to get another shot at it to put your best foot forward. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but you're going, hang on a minute. Can't we have a conversation around justifying my price rather than yeah. just drive yeah, to the bottom? Yeah, lower your price. And, and, and also that's a bit of a game as well, isn't it? Like, you know, they do that. They've got the job. They're trying to they're trying to maximize their profits. And I'm not saying this happens with with all builders, but they have they have a certain agenda, right? Like they're trying yeah, to get it as cheap as they're trying to make more money on it, right? I okay, yeah. I get that, but it's it's to the detriment of the client, really. At the end of the day, if they're going to cut, if people are going to cut corners to reduce their price, yeah, 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 something's got to give. You can't. Some, something has to give. Has You're to right. Give. Yeah, it's substandard equipment. It's subpar labor. It's sub quality, subpar quality of, on the work. It's, it's just some some goes, or all of it goes. Yeah. Sort of thing. So yeah. Anyway, we've talked about racks. So now is the time. Now is definitely time to show us your rack. Show right? us your rack. Not, not this time. We're not showing us your rig. Uh, <laughs> it's now show us your rack. Um, and so here's what you need to do. If you have a rack that you love or a rack that you even hate uh, of, a, of an example of what not to do, let's go with love for, for most of the time. Post it. Post it on uh, where, Pete? LinkedIn? Post it on LinkedIn. Post it on Instagram. Yep. Facebook. Uh, Facebook. Tag create we've got a hashtag that we've done a big search on it's we're calling it ours now um exactly we're going to take ownership we're going to take ownership of this and it's going to be called show us show us ya, rack. Rack. tag show us yeah ya, 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 in good correct. australian slang as the way it should be show hashtag us your rack show us your rack hashtag show us your rack and uh look i don't know what what we'll do for the best rack we'll find a I don't know. We'll find a prize. I'll send you a prize. photo of myself. Yes. Um, there'll be a, a show us your beard or something like that in, in return. I don't know. Something, <laughs> oh, something. I've just had a great idea. What's that? We could have, we could set up our own awards show and we could give out the golden beard <laughs> award, the golden beard award. Let's do it. How good is that? Oh my. And what hey. we'll do, okay, so we'll rate these racks. Maybe we'll get a, we'll get a, a rating of, and, and rate them in certain areas. So maybe at, yep. at, at these points out of nine or out of 10 or something like those yep. nine. And for each one they tick, they get, they get one beard rating, right? Yep. So the yep. highest yep. to nine beards or yes. whatever. Yes. Yeah, they get the golden beard. The golden beard award. That is awesome. That is golden. <laughs> Gold. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. We're gonna we're gonna throw that out there. So yep. first thing, hashtag show us your rack. Yes. YA. Show us YA rack. Uh stick it on there or for your for your best rack work that you've ever seen or done. And we and are tag going, us both. Tag, tag us both. both. In. Yep. Yeah, LinkedIn, Insta, uh, and and certainly Stalkbook. I mean Facebook. <laughs> Um, there is definitely, well, I don't think we've been shut down because of the news. We're not that newsworthy. No, <laughs> not that newsworthy. But, but when we do the, uh, golden beard award, we yep. could be. so the best one, we're going to, we're going to set up a rating system, Pete and I, um, yep. we are now anyway, and it's, <laughs> we've committed to this in public, uh, and, and we're going to do the golden beard. What a great Perfect. idea. Love it. And we could do this every year. Exactly. We have the. Instead of the Emmys, instead of the 
Avias or whatever, whatever. The golden oh. beard award. Oh, that is that this could make this could make integrate or ISE or somewhere, you know. The, forget the logies. Forget it. <laughs> you floored me. You floored me. Anyway, show, hashtag show us your rig, stick them up there. Pete and I will go and have your, a bit of a your rack. Rig. Your rack, not your rig. Oh, what did Hash- I say? Rig. Oh, you sorry. said rig then. Hashtag show us your rack. And we're going to go and have a bit of a search. For, we're, we're going to do that. And uh, that'll, that'll, be, that'll be fun, right? Get, in, yep. get amongst the guys. That'll be really cool. We have yes. waffled on a lot. We've we have our strong opinions on racks. And, uh, you know, I was a bit of a <laughs> rack builder in a former life. Um, probably not, actually. Back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we've waffled on enough, mate. It's been very, very uh, awesome to see you as always. And, uh, thank you. You too. Thank you, Pete. It's been really, been really good to be seen by you, actually. So, um, <laughs> God. <laughs> Hashtag the other guy. <laughs> Hashtag the other guy. Oh, Craig, you, you started something. Uh, anyway, look. Cool. Everybody, have a fantastic week ahead, and uh, thanks for tuning in. And uh, we look forward to seeing you on the next Tech Effect, which is episode something like twenty-three. I think this is twenty-two, uh, isn't it? I've lost count. Lost oh. count. Look, we're, we're rolling with it. Check us out on the podcast, YouTube channel. Uh, we're everywhere. You can't miss us. We're in your face, whether you like it or and, not. And don't forget, if you like us, give us five stars. Give us a great review. If you don't like us, don't yeah. say anything. <laughs> That's what we don't want to know. <laughs> don't want to know. <laughs> All right, mate. Have a great week. Talk to you soon. Right, Take mate. care, everybody. See you, mate. Bye. Yeah, mate. Uh,